Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta, it would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, we're on the heels of UFC 277. And even though we're going to talk a little bit about UFC, there's some other things we'll talk about too. But uh, what'd you catch of 277? What'd you make of it? So I was out at like a family event, but I did catch uh, the final two fights, Kai Kara France versus Moreno, and then Mm -hmm. Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena. And both fights were great. You know, it's always like the big cards with like the great expectations that like let you down. And I had zero expectations for this card. And yeah, I same. didn't really even care at all. And I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. Yep. I feel like there's like a life lesson in there. Not putting too much on anything, you know, just agreed. It. What I think of it looking back is like the star power wasn't huge. The fights didn't seem like that enticing. But yeah, all of the fights were really good. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. The Kaikara France and Brandon Moreno fight, those are flyweights. So I felt like, yeah, flyweights are already not that popular. And then the women's championships are sometimes popular, but not if it's not going to have like one of their like headliners. And this one was kind of different because Amanda Nunes wasn't the champion coming in. Yeah, She had lost her championship. So it just felt a little different. I feel like m- my girlfriend was saying if Juliana Pena won, she felt like Amanda Nunes might retire. Like, yeah, I thought maybe, that too. Like, yeah, like maybe the sport's like passing her by, but she fucked up Pena. Like that was kind yeah, of yeah. Did you see fifty forty three? I I thought it should be fifty forty three. Let yeah. me bring up this question to you because I thought it was interesting. Okay. So I think it was the second round. Amanda Nunes knocks down Juliana Pena three times. Yeah. Like clean right hands, or I yeah. mean, one of them might have been a left hand, and each time Pena fell to the ground, and Amanda Nunes did not jump on her on the ground. She gave her the second to get up. And in a boxing match, three knockdowns in a round, you're out. TKO. Yeah. So I was wondering how many times are they going to allow this to happen? Because sometimes it looked like Pena was maybe losing footing. Like they weren't super clean shots. And so maybe they're like, all right. And, And she got up quick. So she didn't look like wobbly. But then when they showed the replays after the round, I was like, Yo, she got fucking hit hard and went to the ground. Yeah. Maybe I, it should have been stopped. I mean, I thought Pena was in it. She was throwing out lots of, you know, subs and sequences from the guard that I thought were pretty cool. Some were really close. Like, she could have won that fight with an arm bar a couple of times. But that was in the fourth and the fifth round. The okay, first... yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you don't let it get to that point, right, if you yeah. stopped it, like, I don't know. I, I think it was still, even though it's 50-43... It was a slaughter on the cards. I do think it was still a good fight. It was and the closest. Weird. It was the closest 50-43 ever, because yeah, the other start, ones. 
have you seen other 50 43 championship no but it's, it's no GSP but I'm a, versus john fitch snooze fest yeah murders okay. yeah like th there's a couple others that were 50 43 in a championship fight this is by far the most exciting yeah after the third round amanda nunez started following her to the ground taking her down but in the fourth round, there must have been at least two or three arm bars and triangles yeah. that looked close. Yeah. And one were. of the arm bars looked so close. And I yeah. don't know how Amanda Nunes got out of it, but it was like so much respect to Juliana Pena for. And uh, she had a huge gash on her forehead. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Amanda Nunes had her back and started squeezing. And you just saw blood pour out of that cut. It was fucking awesome and gross at the same time. <laughs> If it was over her eye or something, I would have been like, oh, that's disgusting. But like the cut was like right by her hairline. Mm -hmm. So it was like, all right, it's not in the most dangerous spot. And then just seeing them. But then Juliana Pena was still throwing up arm bars and getting out of all of that stuff. So I was like, so much respect for her. But I was wondering how many, after how many knockdowns, even if they do just get up right away, does the ref go, all right, you're getting knocked down too much? Discretion of the judge. He's got to use his judgment. Now, here's where it went wrong. Derek Lewis versus Sergey Pavlovich. Ref called it too soon. But it was close. So that fight ended in a minute and a half, correct? It was like a minute into correct. the first round. Yeah. Pavlovich hit him with some really good shots. And then Derek Lewis kind of fell face forward. He did, but he got up. And it was and called as he was getting up. And like, he was up. Like, he was fine. Like, I get it. You could have let it go like two more punches. And if you did, you would have seen that Derek Lewis was okay. Yeah, they should. It wasn't early stoppage, but the way he fell, I don't blame the ref so much. Like he fell face forward, and he didn't fall his head on the mat, but he fell forward, and you know, split second decision. I think the ref was Dan Miglia, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was an early stoppage. I felt for Derek Lewis, and maybe because I'm, I mean, everyone's a Derek Lewis fan, but yeah, I felt for him for that. That sucks. Sergey's sick. I mean, he's only got one loss. He's coming up. But yeah, some people think Derek Lewis might be done now, too. I mean, that guy, Sergey, his previous three fights, he won with first round knockouts. Derek Lewis is a gatekeeper and he's always going to have close fights, but he's also got a big ass head. And now there's like younger, hungrier heavyweights coming up that are connecting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Eventually getting hit so many times by big, monstrous heavyweights must take a toll on your body. Yeah. I think it's taking a toll on Anthony Smith, Magomed yes. Ankalaev. I mean, I think Anthony Smith has been finished a bunch recently. And Ankalaev finished him. Yeah, like, Ankalaev is sick. I get it. Another Dagestani monster. But Anthony yeah, Smith, go ahead. If your name ends in V, don't fuck with that person. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. Like, OV or EV. Like, yep. Let's see. Actually, Anthony Smith had won three in a row prior to this. Oh, okay. One was a submission triangle. One was a TKO. One was another submission, a rear naked choke. All okay fighters, not great. Devin Clark, Jimmy Crew, Ryan Spahn. Right. But yeah, when he's fighting the best of the best, previous to that, he lost to Alexander Rakic. He lost to Glover Teixeira, TKO. He beat Gustafson with a rear naked. And yeah. then he lost to John Jones. I mean, I don't think... Anthony Smith's done, but yeah, he's had wars. He fought so many good people. I mean, over 50 fights, 17 losses, 10 by knockout. It, it's, I don't know. Like, he is really smart. I like Anthony Smith. I like watching him. I think he's still a top 10 guy. I just don't know how much he's got left.
Oh, wow. He fought Roger Gracie. Roger Gracie at Strike yeah. Force. He got subbed on Triangle. He fought Josh Near. Yeah, Antonio. Wasn't Josh yeah. Near? Wasn't Josh Near lightweight? Josh Near was, I think, a night. Yeah. Wild, right? Yeah, and he lost to Josh. Wow, Josh Near is only 39 years old right now. Oh, is he? That's crazy. Yeah, he's like such an old man in the sport. Like, I figured he'd be like 50 or something. Yeah, his first fight was in 2003. It says Josh Near went 89 and 1 as an amateur. Dang. Yeah, Josh Near is an old name, man. The dentist. Yeah, he received the nickname The Dentist by knocking out the teeth of two consecutive opponents during his amateur career. It's a great nickname. I love it. Wow. Yeah. Josh Neer. And I think Nate Diaz choked him out or so. Yeah, I mean, he did lose to Nate Diaz. It was a split decision. But he's beaten like Dean Thomas. He lost to Eddie Alvarez. He beat Dwayne Ludwig. Lost to Paul Bradley. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely fought a lot of people. Wow. Josh Berkman, Joe Stevenson, Melvin Gillard, Drew Fickett. These are all old school names. Spencer Fisher. Yeah, Anthony Smith, I feel like he's a good announcer too. I really like the way he breaks down fights. Yes, uh, very smart. Very, Yeah, I, I like him a lot. He just loses to the best of the best. And so at yeah. what point do you go, all right, well, I'm not the best of the best, so I might as well not fight anymore. Do you still be like, all right, well, I'll get like 40K for this Maybe. fight and I'll take it. It's it's always tough because like you have your wits about you, but you don't know how it's going to be later on in your life. That's just so like you just don't know when to stop. That's the problem. I mean, even if you're not thinking like you're going to be a champion, you still might contend with, oh, you know what? I can still keep fighting and still make, you know, 80K a fight, 120K a fight, like whatever. If you're, if you're at his level, he's probably making something like that. So it's like, I mean, why not add to that while I'm announcing, while I'm doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't feel like Anthony Smith's gotten destroyed that much and he just won three in a row where... We got to worry about him. He's not in a. No, no, I don't think it's like, like that. Fighters. It's just over 50 fights. It's it's a lot. So does Uncle Live get a title shot? I think so. Yeah. Look how thin light heavyweight is. Uncle Live is is you need that. Uncle Live Jiri, dude, that's sick. I think Jiri was saying he wanted to fight Glover again, but I don't know. Yeah, who who knows if that's gonna happen or not? I, I don't know, but. If that does happen, Uncle Iav's next. Like what? A, I, I like Yuri versus Uncle Iav for sure. And Uncle Iav is thirty years old, so he's young. Let's see. The last fight was TKO. Before that, he had three decisions. Yeah. He won. Yeah. And then he had a KO, a couple of KOs. His only loss was to Paul Craig via triangle choke. Yeah. Oh, and that was with one second left in the third round. Rough. So he's he's almost eighteen and now. Yep. I think I heard about that fight. I didn't see that fight. But yeah, he's winning. And then this last second triangle choke. Shit. Yeah, crazy. So I think Uncle Live should get a title shot. I think Pantoja just running through Alex Perez. That was a surprise for me. He probably gets the next title shot. You know, after Moreno Figgy 4, I guess. Do you want to see them fight again? So Brandon Moreno won the fight in the co-main event. Dude, uh, I, I'm not itching for that fight. But those guys are always put on a great fight why not yeah like it's just, can you be mad it, at it i don't know it just feels like well it's always a close fight so you already know what you're gonna get and what are they gonna fight nine times you know like when do you eventually honestly i would like i'd watch those guys fight any single time i don't know if i was them though i'd want to keep fighting the same person Dude, like they have that. such good wars like we're, we're too spoiled to say like ah oh, we've seen it already like sure we have but like there's different outcomes each time it's close 
Yeah, and Brandon Moreno's kind of loved. Brandon Mar- the cards yesterday so actually loved. showed the fight was tied. And then yeah. in the last 30 seconds, Moreno had a great uh, left kick to the liver that yep. put like, our friends down and then finished with like vicious ground and pound. I love liver shots. I always say like yeah. the judo throw might be like the most beautiful thing in MMA mm-hmm. or fighting. I think the liver shot is like number two. Mm. It's so clean, like a nice body shot. And then it's, it's just, it is. And I don't know like what it is. Like, I give those out or even when I take them, they're guilt free. Like meaning like I don't have a problem putting someone to their knees with a liver shot. I also don't have a problem like getting put down by a liver. You know what I mean? Like in sparring, if someone like tries to knock me out, you're like, ah, that is a little overboard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a liver shot, even if they wail one away, I don't know. It's like it's like safe. It's okay. Even though it's yes. completely debilitating. It's the body. Yeah, it just feels like, oh, you hit a good spot. So that just required amazing technique. It wasn't like you just bum rushed and maybe got a lucky shot in the head or something. Yeah. You know? like, There's something also funny to me about it. I don't know why, but I like kind of like smirk about it. I don't know. I was uh, sparring once at the New York Combat Sambo gym, mm-hmm. and we, we were doing a drill where we were like in like a phone booth. Like we had to be toe to toe, and just okay. like, you couldn't yep. you couldn't move. Common. No, yeah, and uh, I was going up against this guy Paul, who's good, and Paul fucking drilled me in the liver, and I collapsed to my knees, and then I ran to the bathroom and puked. Oh wow, <laughs> and. <laughs> Like so much puke came out and it's so weird because I felt great after it felt like (laughs) it felt like hardcore acupuncture. Like he hit some button in me and it was like, all right, now you're going to get purified. And I just like, it was the weirdest feeling I've ever had while fighting. And yeah, I don't know. I was like, I wonder if there's like something to that. Like, you know, like Mm. tissue massage, but it was like right in my liver. That's crazy. I'll never forget that feeling. Yeah, yeah so, it's so Moreno's cool. beloved. It's awesome to see him win. I love liver shots too. But yeah, so then they brought Figueredo in, and I thought it was interesting. Dana White was uh, talking about it, and he was like, you know what? We brought it in, and it felt like a little like cheesy, and he's like, now I kind of feel bad because that was Moreno's time to shine. And now we just, you know? And I was like, oh, here's... Yeah. Dana, Dana was showing sympathy to a fighter, you know, like not about someone. And Moreno, they were so nice to each other too. It's like, it's so sweet. It's so funny. But Moreno got lucky because his face was more fucked up than Kai Car France. And if you just showed the pictures, of like these are the two faces, like who had more damage, you'd be like Kai. And so there's yeah, a but watching the fight, Kai could have won. To me, Moreno was going to win that fight still. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's just... His face was fucked up. He looked like he like was about to lose that war. Yeah. Yeah, that left kick right to the body. I'm surprised more people aren't falling to that liver shot because sometimes there's these body shots. Like, If the stances are mirrored, I think it's a little easier. Like an orthodox versus a southpaw because then your rear foot can really deliver. Mm -hmm. But even when some people are kicked in the ribs, I'm like, how is this person not crying right now? Like, And how are their ribs not broken? There's a lot of flesh to absorb. I don't know. Some of these people are insane. And sometimes they do break. I mean, th- that is the nature of it too. Yeah. And then they just keep fighting. Like how, the, how tough are some of these people? I, I mean, sometimes, it. I mean, have you ever got hurt even like rolling or something? And you're like, you don't realize how hurt you got until like the next day. It happens yeah, all the time true. with me. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Yeah. But it's not like a professional athlete kicking you in the, you know what I mean? That's like, true. It's like, That's true. But it's I'm, also professionals taking it, you know, like, I mean, 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll see, I saw this guy, he was doing like, he was showing like how strong an ankle lock could be or something, uh-huh. but he, he was using a baseball bat. Oh yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. There's a lot of people that can do that now. Uh, yeah. And then they broke the baseball bat and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, you know, to just really put into perspective, I was like, that could be my bone. And is my bone stronger than a baseball bat? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that that's what's funny is in the old days, I remember like jujitsu teachers, multiple big ones, even would be like, don't tap the straight ankles. It's just pain. It's like, it doesn't break anything. It's just painful. And I was like, no, there's no way it can't break. Like my understanding <laughs> of the body. I'm like, no, there's a point of pressure that it can break, dude. And sure enough, you have guys breaking baseball bats and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all are wrong on that one. I, even some of the baseball players, they'll like break baseball bats over their thighs. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? Like, you know, like yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's so powerful. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. These athletes are like a new breed. They're getting stronger and stronger. So speaking of orthodox versus southpaw, I thought Amanda Nunez's strategy versus Pena was brilliant as fighting as a southpaw. Why? Why did you think it was so important for her to do that? What's weird is I expected Juliana Pena. I think she just wasn't expecting a southpaw. And I think all of her training was versus orthodox. And all of a sudden, Amanda Nunes comes out of southpaw. And you're like, oh, oop, oh, this changes things. Like where I'm moving towards. Where, like what leg am I trying to tie up? I mean, it should be easier to get the lead leg on a mirrored stanced fighter. But she didn't. And I think Amanda Nunes was just good in that. Like she was ahead on the footwork usually. And she was catching her with her right hand. So I, I yes. personally, I'm not a good striker and I don't know much, but I'm a righty, but I like fighting with my right hand forward because yeah. why wouldn't you want your power and faster hand forward? Like to so, me, like, I just feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Well, sometimes the faster hand is not always the more powerful hand. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Like you might have a fast jab hand with your left, even though your right's more powerful. But now you put your right in front. It's not as fast as like the jab may not be as fast. Like that, like that type of stuff can change. Sure. But I just feel like my right is more dominant. Like I feel like most people. Sure. Their dominant I mean, hand is like. There are right-handed people that, you know, surf and skateboard goofy. They would be a southpaw. See, I'm like that too, though. I always do that as well. I don't know why. So yeah, that, I'm that, always choosing the unorthodox. I switch. I have, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm 50-50. I, I like both. What, whatever stance they're taking, I'm mirroring it. Meaning like if they're orthodox, I'm southpaw. If they're southpaw, I'm orthodox. That's just the I way think, I like fighting. I think that's the future of the sport. I Maybe. Think, I think everyone that's going to start training, I mean, that has been training, but I feel like in the future, it's just going to be more of that. Because these are great athletes. So there's yeah. no reason they can't do it the other way. And why yeah. wouldn't you want to be able to be in MMA, I think it's crucial. The people. I think it's critical at this point that you train both ways, but you might have a stronger preference in one way. That's fine. Sure. Or a game plan for this one way. But yeah, I think switch it. dancing within the fight is a big deal too. Yeah, 100%. And Juliana Pena's Boxing coach... Not. No, though. Juliana Pena's coach told her a couple times, like, you've trained before to fight Southpaws. Like, go get the clinch. And she never did. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting because even... You fought Valentina, who's also like another great all-timer. So he's like, knock the lead hand down and go in for the clinch. And when she didn't do that after like the first minute of like the coach begging her to do that, I was like, all right, she's going to lose this fight. 
because you could tell there was like an intimidation factor. Yeah. You know? A little bit. And it wasn't like, oh, take her head out. Like, to, I don't know if it's intimidation, to, but the, yeah, the fear of paying for it. And to me, the clinch is one of the safer things, right? If you're a good athlete, like, I don't know, to be a distance from somebody is scary. And like, if you're on the ground with somebody is scary, but get to at least on just the get way in. in. Yeah, but to just get in and hold them a little bit and then like impose your will that way, I feel like that was her tactic against mm. Nunez and she didn't want to go for it. So at that moment, I was like, oh, fuck. But then yeah. when she did get close, but it was on the ground and it was already when she was bloody, she did come close with some of the arm bars. So I was like, I wish I saw that a little earlier from her. Yeah. Super tough, though. Yeah, my respect for her increased, Juliana Pena. And yeah. for Amanda Nunes, too, because yeah. if you're champion and you lose, like it's easy to just be like, fuck it, I'm rich and already a champion. Like I'll just retire. Like, my I'll to reclaim it, yep. And dominating fashions. There's not even talk of a trilogy. No one's even mentioning it. Yeah, I think Dana kind of like alluded maybe. I think Amanda said she wants to fight at 145 though. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't even know who would fight at 145 and who is like a good. Yeah, who knows? I want to see a nice intergender match. Amanda Nunes versus Moreno. That would be fun. <laughs> That'll never they happen. Can't. They can't. It's a lose-lose. Actually, it may yeah. happen one day, but it's not happening today. It'll happen in Russia. Yeah, right. Yeah. There are no rules in Russia. I saw actually, and there was like a video on Reddit. They had a 600 person fist fight. Oh my God. It was a field. There, at least it was on grass, thank God. But it was like, yeah, 600 people, and they all just fight each other. Whoa. Whoever you see, you square up against whoever you want. Oh my God. What the fuck is wrong with Russia? That's organized? Like, there's, is there refs or is it just like free for all, brawl? I uh, wonder, like, like, if a man goes down and you're just like, all right, don't hit him anymore. Like, I, you can't get up anymore. Like, is it a sport or is it just like, yo, let's just war? Let me see. What a wild scenario. It's always it's Russia. A, actually, no, whatever. It says 600 versus 600. Oh, oh, okay. That. Whatever. Is this like fucking Braveheart where everybody's wearing, like some people are wearing yellow? That's insane. Bonkers. Come on, load you. Yeah, Russians are insane. That's why I feel like they're the, I feel like they're the country that would win. Maybe us, the US versus Oh, just Russia. like fighting, like fist to fist? Like Troy, your best versus our best. Oh, weapons and shit? Oh, I, no, I wasn't considering weapons. Oh, okay. That's what I was saying. Hand but to hand. You, ooh, in, Including weapons is interesting. In yeah, because then you happens. don't know. Wait up. No, this is like Braveheart. There's 600 people in yellow and then 600 people in purple and they're in a field. Holy I love shit. how that's the colors they choose, but okay. Holy shit. They're just, oh my God. I just saw one guy get dropped as soon as he hit the front line. Dude. These people are animals. Insane. Where could people find this? On Reddit. Just write world's largest 600 versus 600 fist fight. What does that mean, uh, world's largest? It's the only yeah. one I've never seen. <laughs> it's the largest. Some people have headgear. Some people don't. Okay. <laughs> Some people are just getting clipped and not even seeing. That's great. Who's like hitting them. That's dangerous. I right, forward to the end. Love, spoiler alert. Who wins, yellow or purple? They only showed a minute 17. Oh, okay. I'm mesmerized by this. I'm terrified. Like, oh. Okay, they just they just backed it up. They just started, they stopped it. Maybe that's it. It was just like a straight minute fight. That's it. Nothing else. Jesus. Wilds. Yeah, imagine fighting back in the day. I wonder how many people would join the army today 
if it was like the Braveheart days, where it's not like guns when you fight, but it's like battle axes and maces mm. and spears, and it's like a field, and you just run. Like imagine being the front line, like of that. Like no thanks. Chances are you're dying. Yeah. What do you fight for? No, people are invading your village. You'd fight. Yeah, other, freedom. Other, other than that, you're doing it. I don't know if I want to get involved in this. All right. So speaking of fights. I have something to play for you. What is up, Philosophy of Fighting listeners? This is CJ Tino, one of the best wrestlers in all of SoCal, who actually purchased some ad space using the Renta app. And the reason that I purchased this ad space is because I had a, a message for one of the hosts, Anoop. I've been hearing a lot of things that you've been saying. You've been talking trash, saying you could beat up the likes at 50 Cent, Kyrie Irving, talking smack about Tyrone Woodley. And I've even heard you talk smack about myself in professional wrestling, the sport that I love and put so much of my passion into. Well, here's the scoop, Anoop. I've been listening to your podcast, and I know that you say at the end of every podcast, if you would like to fight us, please reach out. So I am throwing down a formal challenge. The next time that you come through to San Diego, I would love to get my hands on you in an exhibition MMA fight and show you that not only am I a better podcaster than you, a better bad guy than you, but I would whoop your ass any day of the week. Hey. <laughs> uh, well, Craig, well, Craig, I appreciate the money. Thank you for <laughs> using the app and advertising on our podcast yeah and i accept your challenge <laughs> I, I i never said i would beat up kyrie irving or 50 cent but i said i would like to i'd like to try <laughs> so you're slightly wrong about that but yeah i do think professional wrestling is a joke and <laughs> you are definitely not a better bad guy than me wow and i'm pretty positive you wrote down that statement and rehearsed it in front of a mirror in your tights many a time and you got it down it almost sounded authentic greg but eventually greg you're gonna have to walk the walk and so yeah i'm about it we'll 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 throw down nice exhibition match when i come to san diego or feel free to come to new york anytime i'll be prepared yeah you pick the place will it be at your gym artura the atr facility yeah, wherever i can arrange this wherever all right i'm about it <laughs> i thought that was great yeah th that was a, that was a good reading i'm surprised i didn't think craig could read that well wow he, he, he wow really read actually knowing craig he's got good experience i'm pretty sure he just one took that shot boom <laughs> mm -hmm. is he gonna come out as reptilio oh or craig tino craig tino CJ Tina. Mm -hmm. CJ Tina. All right, whatever. All of them. If the All first them. one loses, I'll, I'll go after the other one. Yeah. All right, yeah, I like that. That was, that was, a, that was a good read. Was a good read. <laughs> you I, don't I, buy I, it, huh? Buy what? Buy that he just like did that on the fly? No, maybe he did. I know he thought about it a lot, probably like when he was pooping and in the shower. <laughs> I'm assuming that's when he's like thinking about me. Mm. You know, like I, I'm one of those people that... You ever watch like Jerry Springer where it's like the people used to be ugly and then they're like, I will, now they're hot and they got to yell at their bully. Mm -hmm. But then the thing is like the bully made them who they are. They never mm -hmm. fucking thank the bully for making them good. 
And so, like, I, I know when Craig is training with you, he's thinking, like, hey, Artie, like, will this, like, do you think this would work on a new? Like, uh, good. Like, all right. I'm always in his head, like, you know, like, psychologically. Like, oh, like, do you think this could work on, like, a new? Like, do you think that? Just keep thinking that way, yo, Greg. I love the it, way you put it. Uh, Greg, yeah. I love, <laughs> I love the way you put it because you both are like, oh, yeah, I'm his bully for sure. And also, you're welcome, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a mutual respect right yeah. i like it it's That's good funny. yeah that'll be exciting that'll be our first pay-per-view maybe <laughs> i mean right now i think coca-cola is sponsoring this episode so maybe for that fight we could get a big sponsor too budweiser or something there you go yep that'd right. be good i'm excited how's your training going though speaking of potentially fighting greg <laughs> I've been training more than I've ever trained, I think. I think. Like four or five days a week. And then I've been like lifting a little bit when I'm not training. So I'm like always trying to stay like active. Mm -hmm. And I kind of have like a goal. I'd like to have like a purple belt in like a year. Mm -hmm. So like I kind of, not that like you need to have a purple belt, but like I want to just feel like at that level. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm getting like older. So like I want to just keep training. And you feel like you're trying to like beat a clock or something? A little bit, but okay. not like for not for the belt, just for getting older. Yeah, like, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. If I get too slow, I would like to have an opportunity to maybe have like a black belt by forty three, and anything could happen by then. You know, like kids and other stuff that could slow it down. So I'm like, all right, right now where I have some time, I got to be going and I got to be training. So even today, I went with my friend Matt. Like there was no class, but we just drilled a little, and then we yeah. rolled together. Nice. It was like a good workout. So physically, I feel in good shape. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I, I feel like I'm getting better. I feel like my hands are moving a little quicker. Hey, hey, so hey. my mentality is decent. Takedowns are okay. Do good. they practice double legs in WWE? Oh, yeah, dude. Craig actually took down a big guy today, man. Really? Oh, yeah. I think he finally saw the connection. I'm like, I've always told Craig when, when we go from stand up. He always is like defense and reactionary, but his yeah. speed and athleticism is really good. And I'm always like, you have them on these steps. You're not seeing the entrance, like either shoot or like get the underhook. Like, and uh, as soon as I kind of said it, I sent him a video of Jordan Burroughs, like who's known for just power doubles. And one of the other guys at the gym, he won three state championships and it was all power doubles. He used to just juggernaut through everybody. And Jordan Burroughs won, a, you know, titles just mostly with that and so craig he's like, like that video just clicked for him he's like oh yeah you just got to be a bit more aggressive about it and he hit a beautiful double uh the guy nice. was just collar tying him really hard head was leaning over the feet a little bit too much and basically just dropped down and doubled him and the guy's much larger than him the guy who's versing dan is probably like six two six three two thirty oh that's a that's a quality but that, was that yeah. the guy that was a wrestler Craig, or Craig no? 150 so like yeah huge all right but yeah like the aggression was so sick when he did that was, yes this is the craig that i'm looking for so be careful gotta, new yeah no i i never <laughs> un, I, I never underestimate takedowns and, and leg locks that's what this guy's about Oh, leg locks? I, I know. Them. Yeah, your antithesis. Yeah, he loves them leg locks. Be ready. Yeah, I'll be ready. But the problem is if you miss the leg lock, I'm punching you in the face and you're in bad <laughs> position. So I, I don't believe in the power of leg locks. I definitely have to work on the defense, though. Like, if you totally let it go, you're fucked. But if you train for it and 
they go for the leg lock and they miss, they're fucked. Yes. Unless they're so going from the top. There are some leg locks from top where you don't risk much. Uh, MMA. If you're, yeah, but if you're going for leg locks from top, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Sakuraba was big on that. Yeah, but Sakuraba's like a legend. Like I don't know. That was like different times. We might have the start like, of a legend with Craig over you, bro. Hey, if, if I could help produce a legend, like I said, like I'll, pay, <laughs> I'll take credit for that. I'll be one of the inspirations. How old is Craig? Craig Tina? <laughs> yeah, he's turning 16, I think. Craig Tina? No, yeah. no really. How old is it? Is it like 20? I think he's 27. Oh, okay, 27. Yeah, All he's right. in the upper half of his 20s. Not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. All right, it'll be a good battle. I got to try to come out there in like a year or so. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Keep getting better. You think Craig is like a blue belt now? Maybe we'll just make enough money where we just fly you out. Hey, yeah. That'll Let's be one Coca-Cola of your goals. on board. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be amazing. Yeah. Let's get it sponsored. Mm-hmm. Professional fighter. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We might just fly you in just to get your ass kicked. So. <laughs> oh, man. My, Send you my, back. See ya. Get my ass kicked. <laughs> that'd be a no. great job. Yeah, that no, but it'll be good. I gotta start doing more competitions anyway. So, yeah, I feel like it'd be a good warm up. Yeah, if we get something booked, then you'll have to start training gloves. Like you gotta start training MMA. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I put on gloves. I do a little boxing anyway. I've been doing more lately, but not as often. So if I do mm-hmm. like four jujitsu, five jujitsu classes, maybe I'll do one where I spar a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now focus more on takedowns and jujitsu. Taking the neck. Yep. So, all right, we'll fight at 150. Sure. I don't think you need a weigh in. I'm sure you'll both weigh 150 yeah. or less. Yeah. <laughs> you could both hard gain as much as you want. You're not going to be. Uh, all right. I'm going to be putting, I'll be putting more effort into my good. This will goals. help me. Yeah. This will help me with some of my goals. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, Gregory. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. anything else you want to get at? Nah. So, so who who would you fight though, Arturo? If you had to fight somebody right now, is there anybody that you take on? Like my Craig? No, your my Craig is your Craig. Oh, okay. <laughs> you fucking. Uh, well, I know, I know. If Oscar's listening to this, he's always like, "Yo, I'll fight." Oh yeah, Oscar. Oscar's yeah, the rest. Where's Oscar? Oscar in Nebraska? You said he. No, he's, where did he's he back go? in SoCal. I just haven't seen him yet. Yeah, that'd be cool. But he was a wrestler. No, weren't you telling me about him? Like he was yeah. like a wrestler. Yeah, he went to college for wrestling. Oh, that's a scholarship great. for wrestling. Yeah. Which college do you know? What is it called? The the mind escapes me right now. I do know it. Give me one sec. I think I've got like a shirt somewhere over here. I mean, if it's in the Midwest, it's got to be pretty good. No. Oh, Concordia. 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 Never, yeah. I never heard of it, but I'm sure they're good. Mm-hmm. Any college wrestler, I'm always like, oh, sick. That's awesome. Yeah. College wrestlers. Yeah. Especially compared to like just jujitsu guys are killer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. I guess I got to start doing some push-ups or something. I know we're gonna have to make a card, huh? Philosophy of fighting card. Yeah, we should make a card. I feel like almost we have to get Brian to come out, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, no, Brian's a lover now. He's not really a fighter. Mm. I'm mostly lover too, but I just want to test my skills a little bit. Yeah. Oh, there's some people I know that would love to get on that card, so it'd be fine. Leg locks. All right, I got to worry about the leg locks. You better. All right, tell him to protect his neck. Oh, yeah, also shout out to Protect Your Neck MMA. Yes. 
where our good friend Michael Shear has a, a clothing line, gear, mm-hmm. great shorts and great rash guards. Rash guards. Yeah. In like semi Wu Tang themed, semi Squid Games themed, like cool shit. And if you use our link that we share, and you can find it on our Instagram page, I think one of our highlights, yep. you get 15% off. And we also make a buck or two. So it's a win win. So it's a good gift idea as well. Yeah, you can always check, check the link in our profile. It's there. Yep. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Thank you, Michael Shear. Thank you, Craig, for getting involved. And uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Later. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.